Chatterbox world. Welcome to this week's episode of the Chatterbox. We are on episode What the Heck Was I Thinking? I am Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com, and of course, with me, the very lovely, the very talented, the wildly creative, and the sings way better than I could ever hope to. Well, that would be me, hopefully. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Liz Chappie of the Dark Angel from darkbeautymusic.com. Hello, Suzanne, and what an amazing introduction that was. Hello, Liz, and it's either you or a bunch of howling huskies. I'm not sure. Mm. Anyway. Hmm. Getting, getting a mental picture of that. I have a three-note frog in a blender voice, and I'm proud. I worked hard for that voice. Not. How many speeds? <laughs> Not. <laughs> Not. Not. Oh, my. I did take voice be... lessons once. You must have forgotten to take the rest of them, too. I didn't, actually. Um, oh, I man. took them for about a month and went, it's hopeless. I'll never sing. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, you took them for a whole month? Mm-hmm. Well, you know. I mean, if I you did. can't do it in a month, then I don't know. I know. I don't know. Uh, I just didn't catch on to it. Just didn't catch on to singing. I guess not. I mean, it takes at least, you know, a month and maybe a day. I mean, I should, I figured I'd have it down in the first week and, you know, the rest of the month would just be kind of, you know, spit and polish. Spit and polish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right, crazy redhead. What are we talking about tonight? Tonight's topic is crowdfunding. Now, we are living on the edge. Okay, not really. But we are living in this new crazy music world where streaming is taking over, direct-to-fan marketing is taking over, the um, the hierarchy set up by the, the record labels of old has crumbled with their castles and their fiefdoms. Um, so... We need ways of getting our music out there. In in some respects, it's a very empowering time to be a musician because you can you can do it and you can do it by yourself. Um, you can get out there to your fans directly. You can you can pre basically crowdfunding is pre-selling your album, basically. Um, you know, you can do a lot of really cool things and make a living at music you're probably not going to make the millions and billions and trillions of dollars that your Metallica's and your kisses of old made, but you can make a decent living as a musician now. And as an artist, as a writer, as a, you know, as a performer. So crowdfunding is a very, very big part of that. Yes, it is. All right, we're done. Thank you very much. (laughs) Have a great night. I I thought you were going to say something to continue that thought, but uh, oh, 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 my bad. Um, so we do, uh, we do need a crowdfund, and that is actually, I think, if 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 my brain cells are firing on all cylinders, which is never, by the way, um, I think that the crowdfunding was actually started back in the the mid to late nineties. Marillion was one of the first groups that did it, and it was actually a a fan 
it was a fan idea. The fans kicked in to get Marillion over here for a tour. The record company that they were signed to at that point did actually kick in a little money to the tour as well. So it's, it's, it's spun its wheels. It's, you know, it's, it's gone from being a completely fan. Oh man, we really want to see these guys. We're going to kick in our money and send it to the band to, to get them over here kind of thing to an actual organized platform, whether you do Kickstarter, pledge music, uh, Indiegogo, uh, GoFundMe, whatever it is, it, it, it's, it's now an organized Yeah, and this is really interesting, too, because I've noticed that between Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and and GoFundMe, I mean, it just seems like... And a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) Exactly. It seems like the the crowdfunding the whole platform is not it's not even just for music it seems to be for about everything that's out there if you have an invention or if you have um i don't know a different kind of project there are so many types of things that crowdfunding is you know becoming popular for uh not just music but of course we're talking about the music part of it because that's what we do but I was surprised to see how many different types of projects from people just inventing all kinds of things to, you know, the comic book sketch artist and um, just about everything is out there. So I think the question is how to get people, you know, how to get it shared enough and get things cooking in the right direction. And also that, your packages and, you know. And that is true. So why do you need to crowdfund? I mean, you know, let's start at the very beginning. Um, Let's start at the <laughs> I knew that I was coming. I knew that was coming. Julie Andrews moment. Uh, I would channel my inner Julie Andrews, but she'd sound like a frog in a blender and only have listen, a three note range. So listen, with, <laughs> with only a month and not even a day, you cannot channel your Julie Andrews moment. Forget it. Huh? So says you can you. channel like. Tiny Tim, maybe, or somebody like that. Um, so, Which, by the way, he had his own sound going. He on. did have his own sound going. That's true. And, I think it was uh, three notes, too. I, I, you know, I was going to say I could channel my inner Neil Diamond. Oh, I want to hear that. <laughs> so. Let's hear it, Susie. Go for it, Red. <laughs> there will be no channeling of Neil Diamond on the show ever. All right. well, why not? I mean, Yoda makes an appearance every now and then. Well, that's true. But I mean, Yoda's way more fun to do. Um, so <laughs> going back, now that, getting, now getting that we've back on track. Off track. <laughs> Reverse back into the back into what we were doing. Um, back to the future. <laughs> Why do you need to crowdfund? There are many reasons you need to crowdfund. Uh, You know, recording is still fairly expensive. Recording uh, an album is still fairly expensive. You still need to pay for that car that you want to drive. You know, you still need to put gas in the car. You still need to pay bills. So what crowdfunding allows you to do is basically pre-sell your album. And yes, of course, you have other perks and packages and things kicked in there, but you're basically pre-selling your album so that you have advanced money to go ahead and do your thing. Now, uh, some bands, Marillion, I think is one of them, actually pretty much crowdfunds every album, but they do it from their website. So they don't jump on Kickstarter or anything like that. They crowdfund from their website. They pre-sell every album. They use that money to do the recording, the 
the producing, the pressing, the promotion, all of that good stuff. So Marillion is probably going to be the, uh, you know, the go-to demo band of the day. Uh, because they've been doing this for years because they got fed up with the the way that the music industry was going and that it was very hard for them to get music out to their fans when they were under the old model. So well, let's talk about that for a second because that's a really interesting point that you're bringing up. So do you think that it's better to crowdfund on your own page rather than going to a Kickstarter or Indiegogo? Like, for example, I started testing out some packages and I have them on my on my website right now. So the plan is to go towards, for me, to go towards a Kickstarter and Indiegogo. But there's a part of me that wonders if I should just keep it on my own website. And so I'm not sure, you know, which one is the way to go. And, you know, that is a valid question. I think the answer lies in how much do you need? How much do you think you can get? How long is it going to take? So if you get, um, and I believe most of like your signed autographs and most of your birthday packages are about 15 bucks, by the way, people, darkbeautymusic.com. Yes. Uh, Liz has some packages up. You can get, uh, you can buy a signed autographed picture that was redundant, uh, of the dark angel. <laughs> and you could also buy, uh, if you have someone coming up with a birthday, you can also buy a, uh, a specially written birthday song just for Happy that special birthday. someone. So check it out. Darkbeautymusic.com and, uh, make sure you, uh, you, 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 you help support the next uh, the next album, the next chapter in the Dark Beauty saga. Um, but going back to the original point, it depends. It really depends. I think a lot of people feel safer. Now you have something up for sale, so you can obviously you know you're going to sell the pictures, you're going to sell the um, you know you're going to sell the birthday packages, you're going to sell those things. Now that money is going to come in in dribs and drabs. So by the time you get Let's let, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out an, a random number here of about $5,000, you know, to do a few days worth of recording, a few days worth of editing, you know, maybe a couple days worth of mixing, mastering, production, promotion, pressing, and you know, all of that good stuff. So you're, you need $5,000 to do, let's say a five or six song EP. Um, how long is it going to take you to get that? 15 bucks at a time if you don't set a time limit that's that's the one concern i would have well here's the thing though i mean i like what you're saying because it really does make you ask that question and think about exactly that how long is it going to take you to get out there and get that money coming in but at the same time let's say it is on kickstarter they take 10 percent. they take 10 percent. so you right they raise a little bit but i mean but you, but who's to say that I'm going to do it faster on Kickstarter than I would do it on my own page? Well, um, the thing that I would say for people who are, you have a product out there that you're selling toward this goal. So um, that's a little bit different than somebody like me who would just be saying, hey, I'm getting started. I'm getting rolling. I'm about to hit into the studio. Um, and by the way you know, give me 20 bucks to, to front, you know, front me 20 bucks for the album that that's coming out. I think in that situation, people feel better 
knowing that on something like Kickstarter, if, if I don't make my pledge, then they don't have to pay. And I think they feel better knowing that there's some sort of recourse if I end up being a scam artist. You know what? That is very legitimate what you're saying. And I know that there's a lot of people that probably would go towards something like that and be and feel a lot more comfortable mm -hmm. in, you know, giving you a payment for something right. so that they know that, hey, you know, she's got to reach this goal. Otherwise, if you don't reach it, the money kind of goes away. But right. the other side, the other my parents you know, the are, are, are kind of like that. Every time I ask them for money, they're like, yeah, you know, we're not sure. We think you're a scam artist. No. <laughs> oh no. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, I hope your parents don't listen to this episode. I'm sorry, parents. I'm just going to apologize for her now. My parents don't even actually know oh that I do a podcast. <laughs> well, they might after this episode. Somebody's going to be like sending it to them. Oh my oh. goodness. Bobby Lomanowitz, where are you? Did you tell my mother yet? Uh... <laughs> but here's the thing. So I think you're right. A lot of people are going to want to go towards something like that, or they're going to find you on that and say, oh, you know, I'm going to help this girl. I'm going to invest in her project and send you money through this mm -hmm. platform as opposed to doing it maybe on, just on your own page. Um, but I'm wondering... The other ones, like I think Indiegogo, you can set up that platform so that you get all you the can money. Collect, yes. Right, exactly. So no matter whether you reach the goal or not. Mm -hmm. But you still have then. you still have a recourse of some sort. Um, I was on a, a pledge music campaign. I, I contributed to a pledge music campaign once. And um, as far as the artist and the artist's management... Um, they were great. They handled all questions. I had emailed the manager a couple of times, a couple other people emailed the manager directly a couple of times. Manager got back to us and said, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. This is what I'm, and I'm checking into this. And you know, the management of the, the artist was getting back to us right away. The record label that was running the pledge campaign to, to do this particular project was not. So there was, there was at least some recourse through the pledge music platform where people could go and say, Hey, you know, management is answering us. They're saying this, that's great. The, the record company, the people who are in charge of this are not, what do we do? Can we get our money back there? There was recourse. And I think that's very important for your fans to know, just have that security blanket. You know, it's like a 30-day refund policy. It's just a bit of an extra security blanket. And now for a brief pause while we hear a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Bill Jones' left offensive tackle for the Green Bay Packers. When I'm out on the field, I'm a big, strong man. But when I get home, I'm kind of whiny. That's why my wife lets me get man ponds for that whiny man in your life. And now, back to our program. Yeah, no, I, that totally makes sense. But I'm just wondering, what about for a lot of artists? Take myself, for example. I don't have a manager. I mean, I'm pretty much managing Take the Take the project. Dark Angel, please! <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> the Dark Angel is managing a lot of things trying to make this project happen, trying to get the second album out there. And so and trying to in, get a complete in, bathroom in her apartment. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, um, in that situation, you know, the only one answering that email is going to be me. Right. It's not exactly. going to be or, or Brian. It's going to be one of the two of us. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be. You know, it's there is no record label. There's no I'm not signed under anybody. Right. So, I mean, you know, I understand what you're saying, but there is a lot of circumstances for people that are kind of doing this the way we are. Right. But pledge you know, I'm music, not in that position with all these other people. Right. That but can pledge music that. still, you know, pledge music or Kickstarter or whatever your your platform is. They can actually there's recourse through there. They can, you know, pull the money back out of the account. They can you know, redistribute it. Um, You know, and I think there have been a couple cases, I'll I'll have to go back and research where Kickstarter or, you know, a couple of those platforms did refund money, even though, uh, even though the artist or the creator, uh, the, uh, the artist or the, the inventor or whomever didn't fulfill the obligations. Um, but here's the thing also and here you know this is another thing to think about so I mean of course people are going to invest in your project because they're seeing that you're trying to get your album done and they know that you are you know struggling to get the financing and they want to help you for whatever reason they decide to help right but when they're giving you that payment they're also getting some well I mean at least the way I would set it up and I think a lot of, I think most of them are set up this way, but they are getting something in return. There's a product that they're getting immediately in return. And that's not, not always immediately. No, not always immediately. Because what you have is you have, um, a lot of creator. I I don't know how many creators, but I've, I've heard of instances. Um, I was on a Kickstarter once for a product that by the way, ended up being complete crap. And I threw out, um, but I was in, uh, I was on a Kickstarter one time for a product that was, um, you know, it took them two and a, two years almost to actually deliver the units that everybody bought. So, you know, that's not always the case when you, uh, buy, when you, when you pledge at a level, you know, whether you're pledging for somebody's grandmother's grape jelly or you know you're you're getting an album or a t-shirt or whatever it's the same as placing an order online a lot of times now if you get a, a download yeah that's instantaneous but you know if you're waiting for a jar of jelly that's not always instantaneous yeah but I think that comes down to having well I mean that comes down to the business part of it where you have to have a really good marketing you know, whatever your packages are, you've got to be ready to go per se. Well, so yeah, I guess I'm you also you, thinking you, that you have to have that fulfillment in order, just like you would have to have fulfillment in order in your day job, just as you know, you have to have your fulfillment in order. Uh, it, you know, some, if you go to a grocery store, they have to have product on the shelves for people to do that. You know, that is part and parcel of business. And one of the things that's setting musicians aside uh, apart from musicians of old is that we are now the the not only are we musicians not only are we artists we are 
business people. We have to be. We're running a business. We are the business. We are, you know, the face of the business. We're all of that. So you have to think like a business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's almost like planning a wedding. The more you plan or planning any event, the more you plan, pre-plan, you know, ahead of time, then the smoother it's going to be on the other side. So I guess I sort of look at it like that. I mean, as far as whatever packages that I would be putting together or, you know, just in general, I mean, whoever's putting their packages together, you probably should be really thinking about and making sure that you have uh, the time to do what your package is all about. And also you're going to be able to deliver because I think that's part of the pledge. You know, somebody's buying into say, you know, package number two or three. Well, I'm assuming that you have that already. We're not talking about the album because of course the money is going to go towards the funding for the album, right? So I'm just saying for like the other stuff, uh, you know, they are getting something. Well, I mean, I'm saying immediately because that's really, that's kind of how I think about it, but maybe you're right. Maybe not everything is so immediate. And, and, you know, the other thing is uh, when you, have these packages if you run into a delay communication is key people you know i have seen so many kickstarters the the first kickstarter or the first uh pledge music campaign that i used as an example um i i actually the artist actually went over and above um i mean i got an extra signed postcard i got there were a couple other extras in the in the package that they sent and and overall for me it was a good experience it took a little longer than i would have liked but you know the fact that the manager was willing to let us know what was going on made me a little more willing to wait you know uh these this this other kickstarter that i was on that took almost 2 years full for fulfillment not happy at all. And when I got the product, it was defective. It didn't work. And I actually took a hit of whatever my pledge was, 100, 200 bucks, whatever it was, rather than try and send it back to them and deal with them again. Yeah, I could see where that would make somebody very unhappy. You know, so, but in the two years that we were on board, their communication was spotty at best. Um, one, one week we'd hear from them every day and then we wouldn't hear from them again for another three months or four months or six months. And, and for most of the communications that we got, we're going, Oh, we ran into a little delay. We'll, we'll let you know that that was most of what we got. You know, there, there was, there was no, you know, definitive communication of, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, you really have to have really good customer service. So you're right. I mean, you really have to jump into your business, you know, CEO hat, put your CEO hat on and, uh, and run it like a business, like a true business, because that's really what it is. That is, that is exactly what it is. And that is an important thing that I think a lot of us are missing now, um, we we all just you Brian and I all sat down and watched an episode of uh recording revolution with uh Graham Cochran today and you know I will admit I'm tired of hearing the word brand Brian and I are right together on this one 
because, I mean, he really overused the word brand. But aside from that, he's correct. And where he put the word brand, I would I would rephrase that and say business. You are your own business these days. Um, I I was actually lucky enough to to score a producer slash manager uh, or as I like to refer to him, handler. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen for everyone. I I feel extremely lucky and blessed that that happened. But for the most part, and, and you know, because we're on the phone on pretty much a, you know, if, if it's not every day, it's darn close to every day that we talk. There is a, you know, we do a lot of our own work. Um, even, even with Dana helping me out, even, even, you know, with, with Tim, even with all of these, these people who are, who are so wonderful at, at helping me out and doing what they do, I I still have a ton of work to do. You know, I just released a new, uh, a new series on my blog. It's going to be a three week series on the diminished scale. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. Uh, I know, because you were you were there. You were on the phone with me while I was doing <laughs> most of it yesterday. Um, but yeah, that's it's a ton of work that we're doing by ourselves. And that's why we need crowdfunding, because we don't have the mega machines of old. You know, we don't have these big uh, battering rams and the catapults and the stuff that they used to wield in the battle and go here's your new band. Here is the, the, the Ario Speedwagon, the sticks, the Kansas of the day. Here is, you know, the, the Madonna of the day that doesn't exist anymore for most people. Oh, and, and, and to be fair, it never existed for most people to begin with. The difference is technology has made it easier, has lowered the, the barrier of entry for most of us indie artists. But there's you know. still there's still a cost associated with that. So that's why we need to crowdfund to make up that difference, to make up the fact that we're not going to have those battering rams and catapults and, and stuff throwing us in front of people all the time. Right. Uh, wait, you know, way back in the days of Camelot, um, King Arthur sees a band that he likes um, or, a, you know, a traveling minstrel, if you will. King Arthur put the time and effort into that minstrel to groom that minstrel to, um, you know, cultivate that minstrel to brand that minstrel to market that minstrel, all of these things. That's not there anymore. We are our own King Arthur's in this scenario. We, we are the minstrel. We're the King Arthur. We're the court jester. We are Lady Guinevere, Sir Lancelot, insert your favorite Camelot um, tonight here. We are all of those people. Exactly. And this is why it's so difficult. And especially when, again, you know, uh, you're working during the day and you're trying to do this around your job. And Mm -hmm. it's very important to have some extra funding to be able to put towards the project because it is very difficult to do this and really, you know, try to reach that successful point, whatever that is for, you know, we already talked about how different that is for so many people, right? right, right. But um, I think it's, it is important to have the support and 
have that, you know, that feeding the project and what you're trying to do, because it does, it's exhausting to do this. This is not an easy thing to aspire towards. Having a career, a full-time career, um, a successful album, producing something wonderful, it takes a lot. It takes an army and you basically have, it's an army of one. It is. It really is. Um, Well, I'll tell you what, Chatterboxers, we are going to cut it there, but we still have a ton more to say about crowdfunding. So this is going to be our first ever Chatterbox cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. All right. But before we go, huge shout out to Sean Garrity radio personality huge radio personality and radio host of the Prague mill uh uk time sundays 10 p.m so i believe here on uh, eastern eastern time that would be about four on progzilla radio you can catch him at progzilla.com uh, or you can tweet him at sean on the air that's s-h-a-u-n or at progzilla yeah, he's an amazing radio host. He's a wonderful person. He's got incredible artists, incredible talent that he's uh, playing that he plays on his shows, and definitely check it out. And I know Josh will be posting the link for us too. Absolutely, go Josh, 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 go Josh, 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 Josh. All right, <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. We're going to continue this because we have a ton more to say about crowdfunding. And don't forget to hit us up on facebook.com slash groups slash chatterbox rocks or hashtag chatterbox rocks on Twitter. And we will see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Have a good one. Bye bye. Chatterbox. Chatterbox.